0: welcome into the dead arm sports podcast got your boys josh and gel back after the holiday weekend oh a little excited there today joe <laughs> <laughs> We have big show for you today. Again, this is our Dead Arm Sports Podcast. We'll be back with you a little bit later in the week to go over week 17 preview for fantasy football, but today have a little bit of fantasy news for you to share. Got a listener question, some NFL news and notes that we'll run through a couple of topics that came up over the weekend along with run through some of the bigger games that happened. Have a little coaching carousel preview for you, coaches that we think are on the hot seat and probably going to get canned in the next couple weeks here as the season winds to an end. And then we've got our bowl preview. Jell and I are going to play a little game going through some of the bigger bowl matchups and uh, figure out who is the better bowl predictor and have a little bet on the line for
1: that. A little, little, little another another edition of the warm beer chug bet uh yours truly has been uh running away with this one so maybe you know every bet counts let's see if josh can uh see if josh can finally get a w
0: yeah could definitely use one in the uh, warm beer chug category (laughs) that is for sure other than that jill how how's the weekend what are you sipping on today
1: going well going well um I had a pretty 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 nice weekend, you know, a lot of I was a little disappointed there was no college football, especially that Friday before on on Christmas Eve. That was definitely disappointing. I don't know if there normally is or isn't, but I had off and I was looking forward to, you know, watching some watching some bowl games all day and none came along, so that was a little disappointing, but Christmas was solid. Uh I uh, did you get anything super duper for any Christmas gifts that are uh, worth sharing or appropriate to share? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think off the top of
0: my head, a lot of clothes and stuff. Uh, fiance got me a pair of nice headphones, so I'll be rocking nice, those and listening to music. Haven't quite got them hooked up to my computer yet because they're Bluetooth, so a little. Not tech savvy when it comes to that
1: department. So have to get that <laughs> figured Jenkins. out here. Yeah, exactly. But uh no, it
0: was a uh, it was a good Christmas.
1: Right on. Yeah, I we uh my my co-worker okay, so <laughs> my co-worker got uh you know, he's very environmentally friendly and and everything. So he got a just like gigantic pack of Of this, you know, sustainable toilet paper. It's made from bamboo, which can grow a lot faster than trees. It's a lot, you know, so it's a lot more environmentally friendly. And you're not cutting down trees. You're just, you know, taking up that land. And again, it grows really fast. So it's a lot more sustainable of of a product. But then he also got this, like, he got this, like, he was also just as pumped about getting this, like, really fancy electrolyte, alkaline infused whatever, bottled water. Some, like, you're fu- you're canceling this shit out! <laughs> like, you're getting bottled water, and, but while trying to be sustainable. I just thought it was, I was like, do you know, like, do you realize what, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> like I don't know, I thought it was kind of funny, but, uh, but yeah right on right on well hey we're in the we're in the stretch into we're past christmas we're in the final stretch going into new year's and then we said at the you know we all said we were happy to be past 2020 when january 1st finally came this year but has 2021 i mean it's been better i will i would say yeah we had sports in person But i think we're still ready to move on to 2022 at the same time yes
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: what are uh, what you sipping on today, Jill? Got myself a Boulevard Brewing. Uh, it's called a Nutcracker Winter Warmer Ale. Uh solid solid seven point eight percent. And it uh it's it's a uh it's a pale ale here, so got uh got some action going on here, but nice seven eight seven point eight percent, so might get a little frisky. Nice. Is Boulevard is that out of K C correct. Nice, okay. Thought yeah, I thought horrible. that's you know, I thought I had a I thought I had a growler from there because I know I went there but maybe did not get the growler. Must not have cuz it's not on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: quite a quite a few behind you in your collection there on uh, Zoom I can
1: see. It's like it's a, it's 20 I think. 20? 20, 20 bottles. Yeah, 20 growlers up there. Dang. Two rows of 10. Nice, and they're all full. Solid, strong. <laughs> they are not full. <laughs> I think my apartment wall would have... <laughs> yes. just, there would have just been a giant hole in my wall at this point. Yes.
0: I was <laughs> sipping on quite a few heavy beers over the weekend, so I am just relaxing tonight with a nice, cold bush latte. Boo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I can be found at DOS that's at D-A-S-J-P-E-C. Gel can be found at DOS Gel, that's at D-A-S-J-E-L. Subscribe, rate, review our podcast. Take a screenshot of that review and send it into us. We'll get you some sticker swag sent out in the mail. As always, write us in any questions, comments, concerns that you have after we go over some of the fantasy news today. One of our listeners did write in a question, so we'll read that question and then give our take on that. Really appreciate it. We'll give that uh, gentleman a shout out once we get to that question, but again, write us any questions that you have. We're more than happy to answer them. Sports related, fantasy related, questions about us, doesn't matter. We're more than happy to check those out but we'll start off with some fantasy news here kick it off got some news since our last recording Donald Parham Jr to the IR no surprise there huge hit that he took in that Thursday night game and it was ugly so
1: yeah i mean that was that was he was he was i i just i hate seeing those videos where the guys you know you hit your head wrong and your body literally freezes it's it's so strange i mean it, a lot of times it's you don't go limp it's like you've just your body ends up freezing exactly you know Mm -hmm. how it is with your limbs when the you know when the hit comes or when your head hits the ground or whatever so it's 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 a weird thing that your body does probably does it as a self-defense mechanism type of a thing i don't know (laughs) i'm just making this up hashtag not a doctor (laughs) Hashtag not a doctor. Doctors are hashtag not a sponsor. But uh, but um, it's it, yeah. I that doesn't surprise me at all. That was a pretty nasty concussion. James Robinson, huge injury to start off that game. Pretty much goosed
0: for you if you had him in your lineup. Torn Achilles, out for the season. Travis hey, Etienne got 10 yards. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> still not what uh, not what you're hoping. A nice matchup there. Again, Travis Etienne had that ACL injury. Will be interesting to see how long this shelves James Robinson for and what his outlook's gonna be for next season.
1: I just feel like you've got Urban Meyer over there and he's there you know, his evil ass probably feels validated. Like, you know, like there's part of him saying, you know, hey, if I was still the coach, this wouldn't have happened to him because I would have benched him. So he wouldn't have been on the field to let this happen anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> jack evil ass. jack wagon. <laughs> Miles
0: Sanders, broken hand. Sounds like he is going to be out for week 17 coming up. So Boston Scott is out there on your waivers. Might be worth a stash. They play
1: Washington this week, and Washington has been god-awful. Daryl Henderson. do you Do you know how long this is supposed to linger? Because right now Philly has a playoff spot. Yeah. I Is there any news out there that I haven't seen? I haven't seen, seen anything it. definitive.
0: No, I think it sounded like they're hoping he doesn't have to go on the IR, just a short term one that he'd be able to get back for the playoffs if they make it. So I think it's just kind of week to week at this point, but he's out for next week. Daryl Henderson Jr., ACL MCL Spring. So Sony Michelle show it sounds like for the Michelle. time being. But she had a fantastic week this last week, so check and see if he's out there. He shouldn't be, but Always worth a look. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, collarbone injury. Did have x-rays last night after the game. They came back negative, so nothing broken, but is considered week-to-week at this point in time. Chiefs clinched the AFC West, I believe, yesterday, or playoff spot. I can't remember which it is, but they. I doubt they're going to be rushing him back. I mean, they don't have a ton to play for other than maybe there's just no, a bye. There's no
1: reason to. they they They... I don't think mathematically have the one seed wrapped up, but they pretty much do. I might be wrong on that. They might already have it wrapped up, but there's no reason to rush him back.
0: No, I don't think so either. They
1: got bigger things on their mind. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
0: Some guys that were put on the COVID list today, we are recording on Monday, December 27th. So... We'll keep you updated again as the week goes on with our fantasy show, but just wanted to give you a heads up so that way you're aware of it early on in the week, hopefully before waivers come out. Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Marlon Mack, and then Mike Williams was put on the COVID list as well. He was put on it last week and missed the game. He's already been ruled out this week, so that basically means he was not vaccinated and has to be out that 10 days mandatory. So he is not going to be playing week 17.
1: And the Chargers need to win to get in, so yeah, this is on the outside looking in. Yeah, right they're, they're on the outside right now. After that, and we'll get more into that Houston LA game, but
0: <laughs> yes, we will. God, <laughs> Bengals backup quarterback Brandon Allen got put on the COVID list. This isn't really fantasy relevant, but just something to kind of monitor, as we've seen more and more the last couple of weeks with these COVID positive tests that. It really hits position groups hard, so definitely keep an eye on Joe Burrow's status. We mentioned Marlon Mack. Keep an eye on Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. I mean, this is, it's it's going rampant right now, and hopefully we can get through one more fantasy week, and then <laughs> we don't have to deal with it, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just right now you're just sitting on pins and needles hoping that none of your guys get put on the COVID list and are out. Well, I mean,
1: like like you also said, to, we're recording on a on Monday night, and example A, Taysom Hill's out with COVID, and Trevor Zimian on tonight's game. So it's it's the Ian book show. Yeah, that'll be
0: uh, very interesting. Let's we'll see if that book <laughs> is any good to read. Yes. <laughs> All right, Gel. Let's get into the listener question. This came in from Wild K One Thousand. Really appreciate you writing in a question. He says, yo, fellas, where would you like to see Melvin Gordon next year? In my opinion, I would like to see him at Buffalo next year. What are your thoughts, Jill? I'll let you kick well, it off.
1: So I, I looked at some of these upcoming free agents at the running back position. Obviously, Melvin is right there, uh, as mentioned. But also, Leonard Fournette, Ron, uh, Ronald Jones, and Giovanni Bernard, all three of those backs with Tampa. With San Fran, Moster, Jeff Wilson Jr., both are due to be free agents. Rashad Penny, Malcolm Brown, Salman Ahmed, uh, Justin Jackson, and Cordero Patterson are all supposed to be free agents as well. And the two Arizona backs, James Conner, Chase Edmonds. So there's a few teams that really right now, it's kind of like, you know, especially, especially Tampa... And Arizona, I'd say those are the two hardest hits with guys leaving, uh, you know, leaving the back, leaving their backfield. So I think those two teams are going to be at the top of the list to at least get a running back. I don't know if Keyshawn for Tampa. I mean, they've got Keyshawn Vaughn uh, came out of Vanderbilt. That uh, he's a rookie this year. Last year. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's in his second year this year. Um, but is he really going to be able to step into a number 1 running back role? I don't think so. Are they going to be able to get Leonard Fournette to be able to get take another discount after he's had he's probably having his best year of his career this season. So I think you could probably put Tampa at the top of the list of teams that could use a running back similar like Melvin Gordon, just kind of just a nothing special, not really great at anything, but he's going to get you your 80 yards and a touchdown every other week type of a guy. No, um, and then some uh, of the other teams, obviously, I think Buffalo is a great fit. Obviously, they have a huge void in that backfield. Uh, <clears throat> Kansas City, they could use a true, just regular, you know, just traditional running back. I think we've all seen that Clyde is more fit for kind of like a third down back role, more of a passing back type of a role. And then is, you know, with Justin Jackson leaving, we don't really know what you got with Larry Roundtree and Joshua Kelly's never been anything special. Could Melvin go back to the Chargers as a, as, as kind of like the second back to Austin Eckler? I mean, Eckler's had injury issues the last two years. Might, I don't see him returning to the Chargers, but they are a team that could use somebody like him. So I would say the four those four teams uh, that really for me would be the best fits would be Tampa Buffalo the Chargers, and the Chiefs.
0: yeah no I I could definitely see those. I think his days of being that stud number one running back are behind him. He's had a great year in Denver this year, but I just I don't think he's gonna be. The feature back wherever he ends up going i i like the tampa tampa that to answer john's or um, wild k's question i think tampa would be where i would like to see him go because he would still have fantasy value there as somebody that has javante in a keeper league i get definitely him don't fuck. want get, him get coming him back to out denver, of denver. <laughs> yes but he has had success there so i could see him going there and re-signing with them Houston might be a possibility if he is looking for somewhere where he can get a lot of playing time they don't have a running back right now so they could probably get him yeah David Johnson
1: Rex Burkhead and uh David Johnson are all due to be free agents as well
0: Yep. um another team that could possibly throw money, two teams I'll throw at you. I don't know how likely it is, and I don't know how I would like his fit there necessarily for fantasy purposes, but Atlanta could be an option, and along with Seattle.
1: Yeah, Cordero Patterson with him being due to be a free, I just, I, I think that obviously there is a need for the Falcons there, but I think that they have no choice but to at least give Patterson a one-year deal. And it, it, if they lose him, they would then lose their only dynamic offensive piece. So yeah. I don't, and, and Melvin clearly isn't a dynamic piece. So I, 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 I just think that Atlanta has to re-sign Cordero Patterson. And then on um, the other, I had one other team that I had brought up Seattle or sorry, uh, Arizona with James Connor and Chase Edmonds, both due to be free agents this year. Do you think Melvin fits in that offense? It's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, he he doesn't, he's not a, he's not a receiving game or he's not a receiving back. He's, he's very much like the James Conner type. That James Conner Chase Edmonds, that feels like a great duo that if I'm Arizona, I want to resign both of them and not take my chance on Melvin. But let's say, let's say Conner after his, you know, 900 touchdown season that he seems to have gotten (laughs) this season. You know, maybe he's looking on, you know, bigger pastures somewhere else and they're not able to re-sign Connor. They can get Edmonds back, but then do you think Melvin could fill that role that James Connor had this year? Possibly. I
0: think, like you would said, I mean, he is a good complimentary back right now to somebody else. He's good with splitting the workload. And yeah, if James Conner doesn't come back, if he ends up going somewhere else, I could see Melvin kind of slotting into that role. I don't know that he's going to have the success of James Conner. This season's kind of been an outlier and ridiculous, for, in all honesty, for yeah. how great of a year James Conner is having. Nobody really even thought that this was possible at the start of the season. But yeah, I Melvin could slot into that role should he, should he leave. If Chase Edmonds is gone. I don't like that fit pairing Melvin up with James Conner. No, no, that would be, that would be
1: pointless. And basically the, you know, two of the same players. So that would be kind of, I get, okay. The other one, I mean, I need you to, I, we need to touch on wild K 1000 suggestion of the bills. Obviously they don't (laughs) clearly Zach Moss, they don't think is the answer given that he's been a healthy scratch multiple weeks. I think we can all say Singletary's insanely limited. Is Melvin a better fit there, at least to kind of take some of that rushing work off of, honestly, off of Josh Allen's shoulders? Because he seems to be the best running player that they have. Yeah, I think Melvin
0: would be a fit and would be beneficial to that offense from a fantasy standpoint. I I don't like it. I wouldn't want Melvin to go there at all, but I just think he's limited on the... End zone carries that he's going to get. Yeah, yeah, the end I agree zone there. And the Goal line, but no, I I think he'd be a fit, and he could be a good complimentary back to Devin Singletary. Get Melvin in there first couple downs, and then throw Devin in on pass plays and things like that. But yeah, that that yeah, fit, I think that be a fit to fit.
1: me makes a ton of sense. Tampa and Buffalo, I think, are the two best fits. All right, thank you again, Wild K
0: One Thousand, for writing in
1: that and question. Wild K. Greatly make sure appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, review with. Seriously, write in that. You're able to tweet at us. Write in that review on whether whatever you listen to Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeart, Google Pods. Write in that review. We'll swag you out with some uh, with some sticker swag. So make sure to follow up on that and and we'll we'll throw that right in the mail right away. Absolutely. All right, let's move in away from fantasy here, joe
0: We're going to move into some NFL news and notes got word today it sounds like Giants are gonna bring back Joe judge and Daniel Jones what are what
1: are your thoughts there <laughs> did that, did that did that sum it up my my dismissive <laughs> uh snicker I, I okay I I'm fine with bringing back Joe judge he's in his second year he's you know they're trying to develop a culture they're trying to do the same thing that the patriots did with belichick which is you know bring in belichick was a Parcel's disciple uh giants are trying to do the same thing with joe judge you know uh basically offspring of bill belichick so i get they're trying to develop a culture whatever so i'm fine with them bringing him back and again i i like to give my coaches unless it's a complete train wreck like the Urban Meyer situation, I like to give them at least two at least two years, but ideally at least three years. Let them kind of, you know, put something together. And you're not going to just bring in a head coach if your team is talentless. They're not going to be able to turn it around right away. So I'm fine with them bringing back Joe Judge. But this Daniel Jones thing, I, I don't... I feel like it's pretty damn clear and tell me if I'm wrong here, but what do you see in Daniel Jones that, ex- that, that expresses any sort of thought that's like, this guy's going to get it done for us. Is there anything I, he, you know, when he was, when he was younger and turning the ball over, he would have these, some of these like, wow plays, but then he would also make like these bonehead dumb shit plays that would result in turnovers. Now they kind of reined him in and said, dude, don't make these dumb shit plays. And now he's not even, now he's not making any of the exciting, nice throws, nice dynamic runs that he did when he was younger. So like, if you could somehow pair the, you know, like remove the boneheadedness while keeping the wow factor, then I get it. But there's a huge gap in him between those two, those two traits. And I don't see anything that's telling me that he's going to be able to do both wild things and not turn the ball over. So I, I don't, I just don't see anything special out of him. We never saw it when he was at Duke. We haven't seen it so far. I, I don't see the point in bringing back Daniel Jones.
0: No, I don't either. But I think at this point it's just kind of them just talking out of their ass about stuff. I think the Joe judge is credible. I agree with you completely on that. You got to give coaches at least a couple of years to get their system in place and kind of get things figured out, especially a new head coach like that. You can't really switch off of him unless like you touched on the is reason to AKA <laughs> urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. But I think right now with Daniel Jones, again, I, I haven't seen anything. I mean, one of his highlight real things is him running away from defenders and then tripping wide open on the ten yard line. Dude, <laughs> <down>. so, like,
1: <laughs> there was nobody but... within like 15, 20 yards of him, and he still <laughs> managed to not score. Yeah, <laughs> what you, you know, like one that's and honestly, that's that's uh, you know, I just thinking about New York football. It's for the Jets. It's the butt fumble. For the Giants is Daniel Jones tripping over his own feet with <laughs> yeah. nobody anywhere near him on Monday Night yep. Football. So <laughs> both on Monday Night Football.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but I just I don't think they want to necessarily show their hand at this point in time. Like we've touched on multiple times, the rookie quarterbacks coming out this year are not ideal that you see any real, like, potential right off the bat for somebody to be a franchise quarterback longevity in the NFL. You don't necessarily know who's going to be a free agent right now. You can't really talk about guys that are under contract, so I don't know really what else they're supposed to say right now. It's just one of those that I... I think they're just kind of saying that, and then they're going to kind of evaluate once the season's over. But, I mean, if you're in that front offense, there's absolutely no way you can be confident rolling out Daniel Jones.
1: Well, they they also said, uh, you know, those two are staying, but there are other changes coming. So I'd assume that means Dave Gettleman, their GM, is gone, and they're going to bring in a GM who can't pick his coach and can't pick his quarterback. What kind of a job offer is that? (laughs) I don't know if 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 you force your new GM to to keep those same two guys then you're you're just shooting yourself in the foot again and again and again like the Giants have done for now really it's been a decade now.
0: No, it's, it's ugly. <laughs> Saints reached out to Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees this last weekend to see if they had any interest in being a backup for the Monday Night Football game and probably backing up the rest of the season. I don't know, <laughs> What honestly, an offer! Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Honestly, Philip Rivers kind of surprised me because we had touched on that once his high school football season was over, he was open to helping out a team to their playoff stretch, and I was kind of surprised that the saints have been in the hunt all along and never reached out to him to come in. And obviously they did for a backup role, but uh, I don't know what else the extent of that conversation was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just love drew Brees's, uh, his response of sending back the picture of him golfing. That that was the the report was (laughs) was awesome. (laughs) That is too good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, if you're Philip Rivers, I don't know, for either of these guys, do you want to come in to be as an emergency quarterback? And then, you know, assuming that Taysom and Trevor Simeon are cleared for health and safety protocols for next week's game and you keep Ian Book on the roster, then you brought, you know, you suited up Breeze or Rivers to be, you know, the emergency second quarterback for this game. But then after that... They revert back to the fourth quarterback on the roster. I don't know. It's kind of a shitty, not not really much of an offer. So yeah. I don't, I'm not surprised both, by either of these two turning down.
0: No, not at all. And like I said, with the Rivers, I was talking more on the line of him like coming in and being the start of the rest of the season. But both those guys, granted, they were in losses. They were both in the playoffs last year, and I don't think they want – People to remember their last game was backing up Ian just, Book in a Monday Night Football game. Yeah, so I, just, I don't. I can I don't see don't why they I would
1: be down. down with that if I were either of them. Either <laughs> I mean, you know, there there were times when like right after Favre had retired, I believe Rodgers got hurt that year, and that was the and then they had to bring in Brett Huntley, and or Hunt Hundley, and the Packers did to finish out the season. And there was, you know, just juicy, you know, why don't we bring back Favre to finish off the year? You know, it's like, (laughs) just, I mean, I, as a fan, I would have been fucking down with that, like, hardcore. I'm sure the NFL would have absolutely loved that. You could, that'd be a ratings bonanza. Favre returning to the Packers after retiring, like, for his fourth time. (laughs) That would have been incredible, but... It made no sense. Same thing here. It just makes no sense t- for breeze or rivers. Yeah, no agreed. Two uh two things in nature, the breeze and there are both breezes and rivers in rivers. nature. Wow. So- Fun fact of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. There- are, is there any, is fire, it- any fire? We've got wind and water covered. Are is there any earth or fire that they could have called on? Um uh, maybe I mean, Joe Burrow, I, I guess maybe into the ground. grounding. There, you've <laughs> got that. as, our, uh, And then for fire, um, yeah. Let's just move on. Yes.
0: <laughs> Joe Burrow threw for uh, 525 yards yesterday. That was pretty impressive. Had four touchdowns and 37 to 46. So very high completion percentage there. T. Higgins resulted in an absolute monster day as a result of that but yeah Joe Burrow's proven why he was taking the number one pick in the draft last year
1: yeah that was the fourth most passing yards of all time in NFL history which is pretty damn nuts something else that's pretty damn nuts guess who is tied for second place on this uh this all-time passing yards list in a single game and I have two. I've got a hint for you, and hopefully it'll help. Matt Flynn. You got the first name right. Ooh. Played for the Texans and the Falcons.
0: Man. Matt Castle.
1: Matt Schaub. Schaub. Oh, that's right. Very- oh, Matt Schaub, five twenty-seven. <laughs> Mr. Pick 6 himself. <laughs> what was it, like seven games in a row that he threw a pick 6 or something? No, I don't think it was that much. It was close. It was, it was a handful, Maybe it was four. Yeah. Maybe it was six and four <laughs> games or something. It was crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Last piece of news before we jump into
0: some of the game recaps here. Today, Matt Nagy said during his press conference he's assuming he's coaching the final two games. So that's always great, uh, <laughs> great confidence. He's not sure, but... Again,
1: (laughs) yeah, that's 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 like uh, like a manager for you know an MLB team that's sitting there at like you know 30 and 60, and they're like, Yep, I assume I'm coaching these final 70 games. Like, no, you're not. Just and 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 honestly, the way that the Bears run, maybe they will allow Nagy to uh to finish off his his tenure here. Try to uh, try to keep it a little classy. It, I will say it was kind of weird seeing him in a winter cap yesterday and not I know. in his. I was about to say not that. in the trademark visor. Yeah,
0: nice snowy game. I thought for sure he was going to have his dome exposed to snow and <laughs> sleet and all the elements, but uh, no. Should have at was least smart that, and actually wore a stocking. Should have at least worn a Santa hat. You know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Or he could have wore a stocking cap, one of, cap uh, one of those with a bill in the front or whatever that they used to have, all the snowboarders. <laughs> oh, those wore. were
1: so awful. <laughs> right. Oh, that was that's a throwback. Holy shit. That is right. a throwback. <laughs> all right, so we'll jump into
0: some of the game recaps here. First one we wanted to touch on here was Cleveland traveling to Green Bay. Had uh, quite the Christmas game. Ended up turning out pretty pretty solid. Um Green Bay ended up winning 24-22. Browns are making a little bit of a comeback there. Big news I guess for me from this one. Rodgers' toe obviously is banged up again. Somebody stepped on it. You can see he was in a lot of discomfort. Another takeaway well, was here. Miles is, Miles
1: Garrett uh, stepped yeah. on him the first time and then him and him and uh Miles and and Rodgers after the play you know, did like a, you know, I think Miles saw or like knew what he did. And so he went over and was like, like, you know, get, you know, slap five and was like, dude, I'm sorry, man. wasn't intentional. And Rodgers <laughs> gave him a little pat on the back. And I think they're, I think that was cool. But then later in the game, one of his offensive linemen, like, I don't know, maybe Backed it up. was like 10 or 15 they're minutes blocking. later in real time, not game time, but like real time stepped on it again. That had to have been the real killer. Cause it's like, you know, the, the, the painkillers maybe wear off a little bit after the first stomp, but then you get a second one and it's like fuck man <laughs> Right. <laughs> my
0: uh my other takeaway from this one is Baker Mayfield's fucking terrible. <laughs> He's just brutal. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't what do
1: you, I mean, I I I guess if you're Cleveland I you know, I've said this before. What do you do though? I mean, it's gotta be it's gotta be just the franchise tag with him and but because there's um, unless Rogers says, yeah, I'll take a trade to Cleveland, or Russell Wilson says, yeah, I'll take a trade to Cleveland. Well, actually, no, it's not even franchise tag. It's they've got him already locked in for the yeah, fifth year option. Yeah, they already picked up his so, fifth year option. I don't know what you can do other than just ride it out one more year, unless again, unless you can, you know, send Baker to send Baker to Seattle, get Russ and you know, send away a whole shitload of, you know, a few first-round picks or something, come back with Russell Wilson, and hopefully then be able to get maybe Allen Robinson or somebody to complement Jarvis Landry outside. And and then that offense turns into, you then have Chubb, Hunt, Russell Wilson, Allen Robinson, if he has anything left in the tank, Jarvis Landry, who's still, I mean, I... He's obviously not the player that he once was. I think that's pretty no. damn clear. Uh, the sep- He just can't separate like he used to. And and that was really his calling card, was being able to separate and, and his quickness. He's almost 30 and, at this point. And so that, that quickness is kind of gone. But, you know, maybe, maybe you can get another weapon on the outside for him. That sweet tight end, whatever it turns into in the offseason, whether it's still a duo or a trio i think it, i th- uh Najoku is due for free agency this uh, in this offseason yeah but you could still run out there uh fuck who are the two guys hooper and bryant yep hooper and bryant so maybe i mean if he can make the move for russell wilson send away baker and a couple picks that's probably the ideal move for cleveland to make but i don't know what else he can do here yeah i
0: i agree it's Kind of a shit show again, like we've touched on with the quarterback position this off season, and like you said, they picked up his fifth year option. I don't think Russell Wilson's not coming into Cleveland. They weren't on his list because he has no. He does trade have that class, no trade. So that's right. And so as does he's Deshaun. He's not going to be going in. Yeah. So i I think they're stuck with Baker. I think you can maybe bring in somebody else that's unproven, have a quarterback competition. Maybe you can get those guys competing, get more out of them. But I just. I don't know what you can possibly do about Baker. He's just too inconsistent. He's not.
1: I mean, he ain't it. Four picks in in a really big game. They were ugly. They weren't (laughs) like. I mean, he was overthrowing guys. Just that that one overthrow was like. I mean, it was just a wobbly ball. He he can't drive the ball and. I know in the broadcast, uh, it was either Buck or Aikman, I, probably Aikman, who Aikman seems to just love blabbering just to hear himself talk rather than actually saying anything useful, but it seemed like he, you know, he what he was saying, what Aikman was saying is like, look, this guy's six feet tall, these offensive linemen are six feet four, these are six foot four, six six, six seven, these defensive linemen are just as tall, and he's trying to... You know, trying to trying to throw these balls over these defenders, and he can't even see his receivers, and he doesn't have he clear he obviously doesn't have the mobility that Kyler does to make you know the quick twitchiness that Kyler does. So, and then he ends up sailing this ball, nice nice duck in the you know duck with a broken wing in the air, and <laughs> and it just and it he over he overthrew him by, I mean clearly receiver had no chance, so. I don't know. I, ba- Baker ain't it. I I feel like we've pretty much nailed that one on the head. The Baker just ain't it. My my big takeaway here is I don't. I've been I've been all year or at least you know over the past ten weeks saying that I think the Packers are the best team. They have to be the Super Bowl favorite. I don't know if I can say that anymore, man. With only winning by two points to the Browns with Baker throwing four picks. Can you, I, I don't know if I can trust the Packers and they got, they got just ran the ball straight up their ass the whole damn game, which is what, which was their kryptonite in the playoffs. The last two seasons. I don't know if I can trust the Packers in the playoffs now. Yeah. Cleveland Chubb had 17 carries, 126 yards and a
0: touchdown. I was watching the game over at my parents with my dad and we were saying the same thing. Baker was clearly struggling; was just absolutely destroying the Browns, and Nick Chubb was getting just just tons of yards every time he Dude, touched they the ball. could have just run the ball. Every we're trying damn to figure time. out. Yeah, they were down, they had a chance to go for a game winning drive, kick a field goal to win the game, and they entrusted Baker with trying to get them down the field when they had a couple timeouts. They could have easily had handed the ball off to Chubb, let him run wild for a bit, used a couple timeouts, eaten up that clock. I so think Rogers they had to the kick the field out. goal. Yeah, or they might, At yeah, least they might two, have though. had that extra one. At least for sure too. But yeah, I I just I didn't understand. It was just absolutely mind-boggling why you are trying to let Baker get you down the field when Chubb's been running all over him, and Packers
1: haven't been able to stop him the entire or, game or or the week previous against the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens just I mean it was the Mark Andrews show for the most part, but the Ravens still were able to run the ball really well on the Packers. So I don't know. And 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 then also consider they only won by two, and that's including. On Cleveland's opening drive, a missed field goal, and then they went for two on their next touchdown and didn't get it. So this, if they make their extra points, this ends up being a tie ball game. I mean, this ends up going into overtime. So it's, I don't know. It's fucking. It's really disappointing as a Packer fan. I did see, (laughs) and if you are if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you may have seen this on our story on the uh, at Deadarm Sports. Over the weekend, I saw a meme that it was like, uh, it was like, uh, Cleveland Browns roster during the playoffs. And then they showed a clip of, uh, at home with Baker Mayfield from one of his progressive commercials.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was phenomenal. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, next game, I think even more disappointing was the, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, they had what seemed to be an absolute cakewalk for a game against Houston at Houston, and just absolutely got destroyed. Houston pretty much led the game from the get-go in it, and it was just absolutely mind-boggling how you give up one forty one points to Houston, who was without Brandon Cooks, and then the Chargers just couldn't really seem to get anything going, and that was... With Justin Jackson having 64 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and then adding another eight catches for 98 yards. Yeah, they were without Mike Williams, but it's it's just mind-boggling what happened there. And it kind of gets me wondering with Justin Herbert. He threw for 336 yards, a touchdown, had two picks, but he's a great quarterback. But I just... I don't know. He just seems to struggle at times in games where you wonder what is going on. Like, I it should be a nice matchup against Houston. Should just absolutely dominate. And
1: it's just it's 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 doesn't. just like,
0: do <laughs> are the Chargers just cursed? Like <laughs>
1: at this point, it sure it, seems like it. I mean, I just yeah, I don't and get it it. it. it brings me back every time this happens. Like. Over the last 2 years this has happened like well I I guess last year with Burrow getting hurt it didn't really happen but this season we I feel like we've had like three or four conversations about you know can you trust Herbert and then is Herbert the a top 2 top 3 quarterback in the AFC And then a couple weeks later, is Burrow better than Herbert? And then a couple weeks later, Burrow's clearly the best. And then a couple weeks later, after the Chiefs game, Mahomes takes the reign, but Herbert is clearly the number two quarterback in the AFC. And now this week, Burrow goes off for 525. Herbert, yeah, he puts up good numbers, but he loses to Houston. So, what? it's like, I I feel like, and I guess the hope is... (laughs) <laughs> you you have this Burrow-Herbert battle back and forth for the next decade, similar to Brady-Manning, and then you're going to have Mahomes always in the mix as well. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying, like kind of the back and forth of who's the best quarterback in the AFC. Is it, you know, I guess you could make it but be between those three guys. Is it Burrow? Is it Herbert? Is it, uh, is it Mahomes? I. It's... Uh, that's what i hope is going to happen but they herbert is and burrow too both of them they'll have these incredible games but then they'll just have then they'll just throw up these stinkers i mean burrow, burrow does have i nine or 10 picks on the year herbert doesn't turn over the ball like that but he did have in crunch time late and a, 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 threw a pick six when they're trying to drive for you know, to try to tie this game or try to take the lead late in the game. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of Ber- of Herbert anymore. <laughs> I, mean, I still, I, the, the talent is clear, but it, it's, it, I don't know. It's weird. It, he's a second year quarterback. So these mistakes happen and these yeah, games happen it's... and they happen with even, they, they happen with, with Manning. They happen with Rogers. That... They happen with every quarterback, but dude, you can't lose to the Texans when you're fighting for the last playoff spot. And now, you're, and now the Chargers, like you said earlier, are sitting outside of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and maybe it is us just being too hard on him because of the great rookie season that he had. But like you said, with all those great quarterbacks, they beat the teams that they needed to. And it just, it's just not translating into wins. Even if those guys didn't have great games, they still found ways to win and win in the games that they should. And it's just, I don't know, maybe, maybe the Chargers are a curse,
1: but it's... <laughs> I mean, it's. They've got even, got a ton I mean, it, of goes talent back on to, that roster. it goes back to when they had LaDainian Tomlinson. They could never get over the hump. It's just the talent is obviously there on both sides of the ball and has been really for a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, those years that we're talking about over really the last decade and a half. And they just can't, for some reason, they just can't get it done. No. And, I mean, their defense
0: is just as much to blame. Giving up 41 points to Houston. Rex Burkhead. Rex fucking Burkhead. 149 yards and two touchdowns on the ground.
1: Two like, touchdowns. Come on.
0: I mean, that just tells you, against the Chargers, start your running backs.
1: <laughs> At this point, <laughs> yeah. Can't, At this point, can't yeah. You can't stop anybody. So, okay, so I bring this over to the Texans' side of the ball. Do they have anything? I mean, what do they have with Davis Mills here? I mean, he's been... He's been solid. I think
0: we've touched on it a couple episodes now in a row with Davis Mills. I think what they need to do is if Deshaun, assuming all of his legal issues off the field stuff resolves itself, you're able to trade him. I think you get as much as you can for him, cut ties, get him out of Houston, and just ride with Mills, try to put some pieces around him, bring in a couple receivers. Maybe this is an Allen Robinson, something where you have a number one target for him to throw the ball to and get it. Get the line short up around him. Get him some pieces, and I see what you can do at least in the meantime. I mean, re- yeah, I think there is some promise there. Look at how decent of a season he's having with how bad Houston's offense is. It's ridiculous.
1: realistically, and this is—I'm not like just shitting this out of my ass. This is actually like this. All what I'm about to say is actually kind of a possibility. You send away Deshaun Watson. Okay, number three pick. You select. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, for example, if you're, if you, if they're up that high, Kayvon Thibodeau or, or Hutchinson, uh, out of Michigan, you then send away Watson, you get back a starting offensive lineman, a halfway decent DB with, and then you, they're, they probably have cap space to sign, you know, like you said, Alan Robinson, maybe Melvin, you run out there Davis Mills, those uh Robinson, Cooks on the other side, Melvin in the backfield, an improved offensive line on the defensive side, you get a very high-end defensive lineman. Plus, you've got you know, hopefully another th- you could maybe get another third in this year's draft for Deshaun and and, and then maybe another couple firsts going forward. You keep Davis Mills, you could actually build a team around that. No, I agree. I mean, not saying they're going to be winning
0: the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, next no, year, no, not but at you all. But, at least get more respectable. Can, I, I,
1: I mean, I mean, what's the difference then between them and I mean that that puts them as somebody that could you know you could compete for maybe second place in the division if Mills continues to develop a little bit. And the thing with Mills coming out of the draft, it was the the criticism was never about his arm talent or anything like that. It was always just that he kept when he was at Stanford, he kept getting injured, but the talent was there. So, hopefully I I think Mills is somebody that y- you can't go for a QB replacement right now. And if they reach in the draft and try to draft a quarterback, if they if with the number 3 pick or whatever, they end up getting they take matt corral then they're idiots then they're just they're just (laughs) they're just screwing themselves so yeah which it is houston it is houston hopefully
0: they don't do that but uh we'll we'll see (laughs) all right we're moving on to new england buffalo buffalo traveling to new england ended up coming away with the victory here and ended up taking over first place have a tiebreaker now I think it's like a third tiebreaker type of deal, but uh, <laughs> one of those situations. But no, it was a great game. We saw a little bit more offense battle in this one. It wasn't snowing and <laughs> crazy wind in this one. And uh, no, it was it was pretty fun. It was a good one to watch. Josh Allen had a monster game. Isaiah McKenzie had a balling game with Gabriel Davis going on the COVID list, and of course Damian Both, Harris had a uh, game and, and, and three Beasley touchdowns. As well yeah yep beasley so no we saw quite a few great performances here mac jones not that great two picks no touchdowns but again it was uh it was a great battle in this one and it was a fun one to watch
1: yeah i i mean i i just go back to you know kind of what the preseason predictions on mac jones would be which is just that he's limited, he's not going to be able to ad-lib that well, he's he's not incredibly mobile, he's, you know, in at Alabama, he had the perfect system, surrounded by four and five star wide receivers, and a complete five star offensive line, and a, and a defense that was all four and five stars. I mean, let's be honest, did Mac Jones ever really have to come back from behind at Alabama? I don't know for sure, but... Probably not. So, I don't know. It, it it just, it goes like the Josh Allen versus Mac Jones. I, you can just see who the true difference maker is versus the fifth quarterback that was taken in this past draft. I mean, Mac Jones, again, like, it it seems like everything for him to have a really successful play kind of has to be schemed out. And, it's hard to scheme plays for an entire 17-week regular season and the playoffs. Especially given that in the playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about the playoffs, you kidding me? Especially because in the <laughs> in the playoffs, you're you're talking about, I mean, these are obviously the best teams in your conference, and Oftentimes against the best coaches and oftentimes against the best quarterbacks. So that's the that's the issue I have with Mac Jones, and it's now finally, you know, like I said, you can only scheme your way so far. And 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 again, the Bills had already played him this year, just a few weeks ago, and it, you know, you get a second shot at Mac Jones. Feel like a lot of the times you can score on that opportunity.
0: No, I I agree with that completely. It could clearly see that Josh Allen was the better of the quarterbacks, was just commanding and took over that game. And yeah, Mac Jones, I I would like to see them get in an actual number one wide receiver for him, though. I mean, right now he's working with Kendrick Bourne and <laughs> Jacoby Myers. That is true. He has no, great complimentary has no pieces, true deep but
1: threat. I mean, they they were throwing deep no. balls to Nikhil Harry come on <laughs> like, yeah, that that sums it up yeah good. and again josh <laughs> allen i i mean he showed why he's to he could be right in there in that conversation with with mahomes herbert burrow as as you know god that's a freaking stacked afc at the top with qbs and yeah you know, I mean, I, you just see, it's just so, it's just so obvious when you see Mac Jones and Josh Allen in the same game side by side, you know, Allen has the ability to scramble. He, he made uh two first, or he made a uh, first down on a third and 10 with a really, really crafty scramble. He made a first down on a fourth down with this, uh, you know, it was kind of another little scramble off to the left and then a little pitch pass and and then again at the goal line he did the same thing little kind of just roll out to his left and a little pitch pass and with somebody that's 6-6 with the speed that and the athleticism that Josh Allen has these these Patriots defense these defensive players don't even know what to how to defend this guy I mean do you cover the receiver then you leave the then you leave the running lanes open if you go after him he's going to do these little pitch you know these little shovel passes so it, it it's just like that's the kind of stuff that's going to end up mattering that's clearly mattered in this past game and is going to continue to matter when the playoffs roll around sounds like you had a uh, couple of quotes that you thought were <laughs> yeah, entertaining so, from this one Joe. I think I think the winner of the weekend has to even though even in a loss the winning press conference has to go to Bill Belichick. he was asked by a reporter she said uh, you know i'm doing i'm doing i'm doing a, I'm doing a uh, an article on new year's resolutions uh, bill do you have any new year's res- resolutions yourself and he said uh, well um mm, 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 not right now maybe not this week maybe next week Next week is is after the new year. I laughed so hard. I laughed probably way too hard, but I laughed so hard the first time I heard that, One time, because obviously, maybe maybe next week after the new year is already in. I I don't know. That made me laugh way way too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I
0: mean, it's that's. Not surprising coming
1: out of Bill just, Belichick's
0: just, mouth. That's
1: Maybe that's next week. Sure. I don't know that that I I burst out laughing immediately when I when I heard that because I thought the end of the quote was mm, no, not right now because then he took like a three second pause. Maybe next week. All right. <laughs> and then and then the other one was uh, another quote that came out today. This one's from from Cam Newton, and he said, he, he, "I, you know, he was." talking about the game and i don't know the exact question but the what came what his quote was you know was right now you feel empty you feel like damn are you good enough i mean josh i think we know the answer uh (laughs) you're not good enough hang (laughs) it up (laughs) go into go go (laughs) just get into your fashion line go do i mean the guy is still a stunning male model like this guy needs to get into like cologne, do his whatever fashion lines he's doing, like go model suits. He Cam Newton in a suit, that's like the best-looking human on the in in the world. So just go do that. Get away from <laughs> football, Christ. man. You still got your brains, I hope, and you know, not totally scrambled at least. <laughs> and 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 just go just go focus on that man because clearly, like you said, you you're you're if you're questioning yourself, if you're good enough, I think you know the answer.
0: Yes. No. It. He's not. He should not have even come back. But. It's. Hey. hey whatever. Yeah.
1: Some guys just
0: don't know when to hang it up. I'm going <laughs> to
1: uh, go snag beer numero dos. If you want to uh, introduce the next, uh, this next topic here. Sounds good. Got a couple
0: more thoughts here on the NFC West. A couple of games that happened over the weekend here. Had another disappointing performance from the Cardinals. They ended up losing to the Colts. Colts have been on an absolute tear lately, but Cardinals just seem to be kind of faltering at the wrong time right now. They have lost ground to the Rams, who ended up beating the Vikings in Minnesota over this weekend, 30-23 in one of the better games. Rams definitely seem like they're on a roll right now heading into the postseason. Both teams have clinched playoff spots, but again, the Los Angeles Rams now lead that NFC West division, 11 wins, 4 losses, Arizona's at 10-5 right now. Both teams kind of started off the season in opposite directions with Arizona coming out hot, last undefeated team. Rams started to falter during the middle, but now it seems like both teams are flip-flopped and heading in opposite directions here. What do uh, what you think in there, Joe? Oh, look I mean poor. Rams are a scary team oh, right now. Oh, daddy, wow. that is
1: up to the brim. That's a lot of head. That is some mad head. That's some mad good head. <laughs> yeah. now, yes. I mean, I, just just on the Rams side of the ball, it's I, T- Stafford, three picks. Can you trust him in a big game? I, this this was this was a big game for the Rams. They're they're still trying to fight for the division. They're trying to fight for any extra seating in the in the division. And I don't know if I don't know if you can trust Stafford necessarily.
0: Yeah, he's been struggling a little bit of late, but he's still getting the job done. Though they're I mean, winning yeah, those yeah, games. You're
1: right, they it's... are. But I still I I still like I don't I I. I hope that they're never in a game where they need him to throw the ball 40 times. You know, it if he can throw the ball 32 times and and this past game they ran it with with Michelle Michelle, my workout consigliere. Uh if they can run it with, <laughs> if they can run it with him 27 times and uh, and and then, you know, Stafford throws the ball 30, 35 times, 30, you know, something somewhere in that range. I feel like they're a lot better off. If, if if you have to rely on Stafford to throw the ball 40 times in a playoff game, I don't think you can trust th- that.
0: No, I would agree with that take. Their winning recipe is getting Michelle Henderson, whoever that tailback is in the backfield. And potentially now Akers. them going. Yeah, which I think we both figured that that's going to be more so uh playoff potential down the road, which I don't, That's what I'm he's talking not going to come what back a starting tailback. He's not going to be a starting no, tailback no. though. He'll be more of like a come in here and there and do that. There's no way they <laughs> risk his career and for playoff run. And he definitely should not when,
1: be okay with that. No,
0: <laughs> no, but no, I, I think that if you can get the ground game going, get, them to defenses to stay honest and get guys in the box then it definitely opens up the pass game for Stafford but yeah his days of with the Lions throwing 50 passes that because that was the only way that they even had a chance to win a game it's
1: not a recipe for success for him well and we well we choice. saw it in Detroit it clearly wasn't <laughs> wasn't a recipe for success either in Detroit no. so I I only bring that up not I mean Stafford clearly is an, an immense talent he just still makes some kind of, I don't know if you want to say boneheaded plays. I mean, one here and there, but, but he still, he can make every damn throw in the world. Just, you know, just as well as Rogers can, but he misses just as he misses on a lot of these throws too. on, and especially on some of these, what you would think would be just nice layups. He still misses in where, are the elites, the Rogers, Type they don't the Brady's they don't miss on these and that that's that's all I'm saying is I and it's you know the Rams I think we I think McVay knows this too I mean he's always he saw how successful he was running the ball with Gurley and I think that he wants to still do the same thing but now and now he's got as a backup if if. I mean seriously, if Matt Stafford is a backup plan, that is epic. If Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Odell, Odell's, Odell's jumped in and been awesome. If that's the backup plan, Van Jefferson's been nice. Fucking perfect for that offense. I just all, all I'm saying is like I, you know, in a playoff game, if I see if. You know, if I see a stat line come out that has, you know, Stafford, however many completions for, you know, however many completions on 49 attempts, I'm going to assume that's a loss where that's, that's, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. Moving over to their counterpart. Where do you
0: think the Cardinals have faltered? They're on quite a skid right now. They just can't seem to get into the win column, and it looks like they're just kind of struggling. Granted, James Conner was out this week; he's a huge part of their offense. DeAndre Hopkins was out, but DeAndre Hopkins really hadn't done a whole lot. this uh, Well, season.
1: we've seen this now out of the Cardinals the last three years since Kingsbury came on, start off balls ass hot, and and <laughs> just complete and, and just falter. They're three and five in their last eight games. And over the last three seasons, since Kingsbury came on in November and December, they're eight and eighteen. That's or, or from from November on, not including the playoffs. I don't believe eight and eighteen. So what that tells me. So great. what that tells me is I I don't know. Is is cliffs? Is, is it is it is it Kyler breaking down? Is it is it Kingsbury's offense is too simple? Is it and and you can scheme you know once you've seen it you can scheme against it defensively. Is it you know I I, I don't know I it's it's really hard to, for me I, I'm not a I'm not a defensive coordinator so <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is but the numbers pretty much say like and we saw. Again, we saw this last year. The Cardinals started off like they they would have not hit their over under. I had the under on them, so I know this very well. I had the o the under on them at seven and a half. They got to eight wins only because of that the 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 Hale Murray. Otherwise, they would have fallen short of that. So it's like, and it looked like they were going to run away with the NFC, at least at some point during this season. And they've just, they've just fallen off a map and, or not fallen off the map, but geez, man, three and three and five in your last eight games. And that's with Colt McCoy winning two of his three. So Kyler is whatever, uh, is one in four in his last five. That's not, that's not. That's a that's a concern.
0: Yeah, I think for me, they just can't seem to find what their identity is. It seems like every week it's something different. They started off the season, granted, before J.J. Watt got hurt, he was actually having a very nice season, but their defense was just dominant, just manhandling oh, their opponent, getting into the backfield, <laughs> putting pressure on the quarterback, stopping the run. I mean, they were just fantastic. Then their defense started to get hurt, not playing as well. Then you have Kyler Murray came in a couple of games. There was just putting up mad numbers against some of the opponents and it looked like, okay, well defense isn't doing that great, but Kyler's doing enough now in the passing game, passing games on fire and they're scoring points. And then it turned into, okay, James (laughs) Conner, he's coming over from Pittsburgh this last season. Granted he's not putting up huge numbers in the yardage column, but He's punching in, but he, end zone but he and still gets, looks, had multiple. I mean, he still touchdown looks games. good. I mean, he looks good, you know? Yeah, yeah, but it never seems like they're putting together a game plan to focus on one of those. It seems like every week it's just, oh well, I guess we'll just see what's happening this week and we'll see where our defense, you know, is. kind of pick and game. choose. Like, they just they don't right, have an identity.
1: Yeah, perfect, I, perfectly said. Just kind of a pick and choose and. There is, you know, I, I think, you know, with, I don't know, I, I feel like, you know, and especially with them being an up-and-coming, or trying to be an up-and-coming team, you just have to find where, you know, at this point in the season, you have to know what your strengths are, and focus on them, and at this and. They clearly just, they don't seem like they know what their strengths are, and they clearly aren't focusing on them. Obviously, the DeAndre Hopkins injury is a huge, is a huge, that yeah. hurts them a lot, but I, it, Kyler's not doing his same deal, you know, early in the season. He was running around a lot. They're not doing that as much. I don't know that I've. Yeah, the Colts' defense is strong, but that was also without Darius Leonard. The Colts, as a whole, had nine starters out. And for them to lose that game, that's pretty inexcusable. Yeah. No, we'll
0: see if they can get it turned around. Hopefully James Conner is back for them this week and they can get something going. But, yeah, I, it's, I don't know, <laughs> trouble, trouble in, uh, in Trouble AZ. in AZ. Once again, can't sure. get it done without <laughs> Kurt Warner. That's going to do it for part one today. We will be back with you tomorrow on Wednesday to go over our coaching carousel along with our bowl game picks. We can be found at Dead Arms Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I can be found at JPEG, that's at D-A-S-J-P-E-C. Gel can be found at das gel, that's at D-A-S-J-E-L. You can listen to us on Anchor, our presenting sponsor. Also can be found on Apple and Spotify along with iHeart. Send us in any questions, comments, concerns you have. Subscribe, rate, and review our podcast and uh, send us a screenshot of that review. We'll get you some sticker swag sent out in the mail. We'll be back with part two tomorrow. And until then, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Later.